Oh, do we get knuckles before we get tails? Yeah, no, definitely. We will definitely get tails. Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that wishes the asteroid had hit about two hours earlier. I'm your Englishman, Ian Whittington, and as always, this is my Irishman, the deep impact to my Armageddon. It's Sean Ferrick. You bitch! <laughs> you absolute bitch! That one really hurt, didn't um, it? <laughs> of all that of actually the insults. did hurt. Although, I'll give you that one, because last week I told people that we were on a completely different podcast. Because, I don't know if you remember us, but we were going back, I was like, Hello and welcome to an Englishman and an Irishman. <laughs> You just forgot to go to the movies, didn't you? Completely and utterly just like, you know, yeah, sure, there is more to words that, after I that. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, am I on the right mic? Yeah, that's fine. Good. I hate that. It's always after I start recording that I'm like, mm, correct, Mike? Um, yeah, it did go quite quick. I mean, you, to be fair, you did come up with the intro seconds before we started recording. Like, yep, done. Pretty Let's go. much. I'm, I'm like, I'm about as proud as I reckon I was able to do. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and I now can't even remember what it was. So that tells you how memorable yeah, no, it, it was. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Thanks. How are I'm you? I'm good, mate. I am good. I am slightly miserable because, man, we defended Deep Impact quite a bit as saying that we remember it being quite good. And um, it's unfair that it gets compared to Armageddon and gets slated so much. Nope. Take it back. <laughs> I I will say that it's unfair, but the reasons behind that have changed. Yes, absolutely. We're, we're valid out. Yeah. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm actually, I'm very good. Thank you very much. Um, It's been... One week. Uh, actually, really? <laughs> it, it, has been, it has been an entire week since I was talking to you last. Wink, wink. Uh, no, well, and it has been a lovely however long it has been since I was talking to you last. Um, Everybody is well. Vaccinations are rolling out across the world, which is delightful. And you have a new uniform. I got a new uniform. Yeah. I'm very happy. Yeah. So, we will uh, we will pop a picture up on Twitter, but we are currently in matching uniforms. Um, oh, we absolutely need to. Okay. However, um, he does outrank me because I had to sacrifice three of my pips to my Riker uniform. Um, so I'm currently Ensign. Um, no, yeah, Ensign. Yeah. Wait, no, is it a... a oh, it's a gold pip. It's oh, I thought it was pip. a black pip. Yeah. All right, Grant. Oh, right, you're not even doing a junior grade. Yeah. Uh, I All do right have then. A black pit. That'd be pretty cool. I should right. go and get that. Smile at the camera for a second, and let's get a picture out to these lovely folks. Oh wait, I need to have like a glass, don't I, to be like? <laughs> I was gonna, really... gra- I was gonna grab a glass and be like a, but I need the tank top. You you do need the tank top for that one. Yeah. Oh right, took me a second. Two, okay. On. Right. Um, Smile. Three. Two, oh, you still two. you haven't done it yet. No. Okay. When I said look at gross. the lens, what what does that mean? Oh wait, to you? where am I? Right, let me look at the lens. D- do it again. No, you're still looking above the lens. Stop there. You are now looking at the camera. All right. Three. I'm not. Two. There we I'm go. Looking beneath the camera. It's fine. Okay, um, that is that's so weird. Okay, but that's grand anyway. You're I I got you. I got eye contact with you there. Uh, you all got of me, this boo. is recorded. Nice. Smash it. This is great audio content. It really is. As always. Fucking right, it is. <clears throat> Um, so to the news to the news smasher news team assemble Man, I can't wait until films actually kick off again because we are really scrambling for news. And my dad moans at me if we don't put the news intro in. 
<laughs> like, where's tell Hollywood to pull the yeah, finger? Yeah, doing some things. So, did you see Enola Holmes? I did not see Enola Holmes. However, I did hear it was actually okay. Yeah, I heard it was good. Um, it was hard to see through all of the Henry Cavill fan personing because everyone just kind of went crazy for Henry, Henry Cavill as Sherlock, and I'm a little bit shocked that we haven't. I mean, it's weird to call a Sherlock film a spin-off because that should be the main film. But I'm amazed we haven't seen a Sherlock spin-off. Um, he's, oh man, just put Henry Cavill in everything. He's great. Well, yes. Um, I suppose I, I thought you were talking like Sherlock spin-off in general, like other characters. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's, you know, I'm, we could do a Watson film. Oh we no, that do, would be uh, boring as hell. Um, Favourite Moriarty other than Voyager? Uh, uh, TNG's Moriarty. Which one? Oh, Andrew Scott. Yeah, it's good chat. Good. Good shit. Uh, are, t- are there <clears throat> others? Um, yeah, the um, um, in the Robert Downey Jr. films. Oh yeah, I've not actually seen that. Oh, they're good. They're, they're okay. They're not Sherlock Holmes, but they're okay. They they are watchable films. There is a third one confirmed. Yes, correct. As far as there I is. know, it, it, it is, is happening. happening. Yeah, um, but that's not what we're talking about. The, the Enola Holmes is getting a sequel, so I might actually um. With Millie Bobby Brown, so I might actually watch the first one. But is that um, yeah. does that tempt you to watch the original? Uh, sure. I mean, it's it's on Netflix, so it doesn't require much effort. So of course yeah. not. That's very true. <laughs> Minimal effort. Um, yeah, I'm okay. I'll probably watch it. Maybe I'll probably won't. What I will watch though is Sonic the Hedgehog two. Um, you enjoyed the first one. I'm not making up this memory. No, 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 I did enjoy it. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, I, it was too long. I, I think the film is like two and a half hours. Why? Hang on, Why? runtime. I'm sure it is. Runtime of Sonic the Hedge. Amazing that hasn't already come up. Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, oh my God, sorry. It's only an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> that is a damning review. Damning review. It felt really fucking long. It felt like it was two and a half hours. I'm sorry. Um, but I really liked it. I actually really, really liked it. And I think I'd watch it again. Um, I am interested to see where the sequel goes. Um, without any spoilers, it definitely ends on not necessarily a cliffhanger, but it ends on a huh. That's odd. It was Sonic all a dun dun Not quite that sinister. Not quite that sinister. Sonic is still the good guy. Messing up everything. It was Knuckles all along. I mean, of course, Knuckles is in the post-credits thing. So, yeah, that that will happen. Oh, do we get Knuckles before we get Tails? Yeah, no, definitely. We will definitely get Tails. Yeah, 100%. But, but like, if Knuckles is in the post-credits, does that mean we got Knuckles before we got Tails? Oh, sorry, I'm talking shit. Tails was in the post-credits. But I'm sure Knuckles is confirmed for this as well. Okay, yeah, big liar. Yeah, big, yeah, big, big talking to Bit thin on the ground for news this week, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it just <laughs> struggling a bit? I hope Jim Carrey is still in it, but I hope they just don't go over the same ground again with him. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, there we go. There is a film coming out which uh, is facing some issues. Uh, Death on the Nile. Uh, it's been confirmed for a yes. long time. It's made. It's, it's got a release date. Um, and you know what? I feel bad for Kenneth Branagh right now because he was very good as Poirot in Murder on the Orient Express. And Agreed. that film deserves a sequel. I don't mm-hmm. think this film is going to get the reaction 
that he wants it's... for reasons completely <clears throat> out of the film's control. Yeah, I feel like a film about Poirot probably shouldn't focus on cannibalism, but I feel like that's what the headline is going to be. It's that tricky thing of separating art from artists. It's, go- um, it's going to be like what happened to films like Baby Driver. It happened to all the money. Well, all the- slightly different, obviously, all the money in the world. because, But it did get completely overshadowed by the mm-hmm. fact that Kevin Spacey had been recast at the last minute, which... Mm-hmm. It could be the best film in the world. That's what people are going to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's not. It doesn't mean that you should have let Kevin Spacey carry on, mm. or it was the wrong choice. But unfortunately, that's it's what's going to happen. The universe isn't fair. That's um, it will shaft things that don't need to be shafted. But you know, what? I will still watch it because um, I didn't expect Murder on the Orient Express Express to get a sequel. To be honest. Um, I thought it was going to be a one and done, but yeah, it did so well that they are back again. Yeah. So yeah, you know what? Maybe one week we'll have some decent news, but not this yes. week. To the recommends. Recommend. Recommend. You are a heathen and didn't watch much this week, did you? I was a complete heathen. I, I know, c- considering I'm on, what, 75 podcasts where we talk about movies Literally. and TV and everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, hang on. You want me to talk about ER? I could talk about ER because, I, you know, we did one of those. But I just haven't watched... T- That's a lie. I've watched rather a lot of Parks and Rec. You can recommend Parks and Rec. I think everyone Please else has. go out and watch Parks and Rec. It's- Is it... Right. I have a genuine question, actually, about Parks and Rec. Is it worth just skipping season one? Because everybody I've spoken to has says it's rough. Do I need that context? Uh, do you need the context? No. Like, you could you could skip it. There's not really a massive story. Maybe, maybe kind of season four slash five has arcs. Um, you probably could skip it, but it's short. Like, it's only six or seven episodes. So... Oh, I thought we were talking like a Office-style... seasons are Ten... All- Right, got it. Okay, um, yeah, actually, no, The Office was the same. I think it opened with six or ten episodes and then went to a full 25 or whatever. The, um, the I think the funny thing about it is that a- Amy Poehler, who is just brilliant, fantastic. Uh, she is Leslie Nope from the first second of the first episode, and that's actually quite jarring for a couple of episodes until... Yeah. Now I'd probably go back and watch that episode and be like, my God, she got her character straight away. Do you know what I mean? Nice. Uh, I said, Ron Swanson takes a little while to get to the character that we now know him as. He, he's the one, uh, you know him straight away. Nick Offerman. Sorry, he... Oh, perfect, uh, yes. And he's brilliant. So there you go. Sorry, I thoroughly recommend. Uh, I would say, no, stick on season one, but I'd say... Yeah. If it's only six episodes, uh, I will. Yeah. It gets gold into season three. Season two is still nice. quite good, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, you sold me. Sold me on it. Um, I'm going to... Oh, man, I can't even recommend this film. I'm just going to tell you that I watched it. Um, it's The Croods 2. Finally, now, I... I've been waiting for this film my whole life after <laughs> the stellar... Um, sorry, please, continue. Have you seen The Croods? I have like, not. the original one? So, this is so bizarre. Like, I had to... for. A... For reasons, I had to. Uh, I watched The Croods two and nothing else. I've gone in completely cold. So, The Croods came out in 2013. Nicolas Cage 
um, um, Emma Stone, Ryan Reynolds. And then it got a TV show with different voice cast, I believe. So that ran for a few series. And now eight years later, they've done a sequel picking up from the picking up from the first one so pretty much ignoring the tv show okay and just picking up where the first one left off um you know what? i like it there there are okay. strokes of genius and there are then strokes of dreamworks going to the lowest common denominator and just toilet jokes and fart jokes and you feel like it's is this ogre humor from shrek Okay, you said, I was going to say, is this one of those films that has both benefited from and been a slave yes. to the Shrek impact? 100%. Gotcha. Without a shadow of a doubt. Okay. Yep. There are so many Shrekisms in this film. Um, however, there are there are bits where I burst out laughing. So there's there's one bit that won't spoil anything, but one of the kids is... Killed. Um, basically... Nearly, is told to go play fetch with a prehistoric dog thing. Um, so <laughs> he, fro- he throws this stick, but he throws it with such force, and the camera just immediately pans to where the stick lands, which is in the head of a chicken. And the chicken just fucking screams and then chases the kid away. The next scene is the dad then also throwing a stick and it hitting a human square between the eyes. And the scream is exactly the same as the chicken scream. And that back-to-back just absolutely slayed me. It, it's friggin' hilarious. But you got to wonder if watching the whole film is worth it for a couple of gags like that. Oh, the, it, it, now, obviously, because I haven't seen the trailer, but I wonder, is that the kind of thing that they would put in the trailer to get you to watch the oh, film? Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, I'm not too sure it's a kid's film because that's it's brutal. Like, it's just stops short of showing blood. <laughs> but it's, it it is hilarious. Um, and there's no subtext to it. So these, the crudes are obviously crude. Um, and they bump into another group of prehistoric people that are called the Bettermans. <laughs> now, the, well, there we go. The joke is there. The laugh is there. However... The first line that Phil Betterman says is, yeah, we're the Bettermans, as in better man. Don't explain the joke. The joke <sighs> is there. The joke's not good as it is. If you have to explain it, that's even worse. Oh. And it's just stuff like that. Ugh, ugh, moan, moan, moan. But um, I'm, I'm not going to say watch it. I'm just going to say I enjoyed it. I am not going to recommend it. <laughs> I mean, do... I mean, do you understand... The, this section of the podcast, like, I don't think it's necessarily recommends. <laughs> and we may have we may have called it recommends, but I, we call America a democracy. Um, that, is fair. <laughs> that is fair. Yep. Um, I mean, like, we're we're really trying to get cancelled this week. Ah, uh, it's going to happen. Um, right. Well, we're going to get cancelled by anybody that likes. Um, that likes Deep Impact. Should we do it? Should we do a Deep Impact? Okay, right. So, one of the few films that didn't need to have a alternate name for the porn parody. <laughs> well played, well played. <laughs> I like that one. Um, oh, okay. Look, it's it's fine. It's fine. Um, so yeah, spoil. I, I I think you guys have probably guessed that Ian and I did not enjoy this film. 
It's going to be a low-energy podcast. I'm sorry, guys. And do you know what? For you lovely, lovely people, we both had a conversation before we came on. It was like, we, we can't do this. We can't be like, oh, it was grand. Oh, it was grand. Because... We are going to focus on the positives. We are going to focus on the positives. But... Sean will. I will not be putting this in the recommends for next week. No, you won't. Uh, you you know might on the way that, that you recommended the crudes, but like... Yeah. <laughs> do you know? Do you know how many times I've been racking my brain for what did i watch this week and every week i'll be like oh yeah no i watched deep impact or i watched armageddon i'm like no you dick you can't recommend that that's the subject of the pod you know <laughs> i've done that i've done that so like oh they recommend yeah uh last week i recommended independence day yeah exactly um all right oh, real, really quick great, great ian what's the story of this film um so asteroid is it an asteroid or a comet comet I think they call it a comet, and they're wrong. Yeah, because the comet is ice. I think I think they call it, but I think yeah. But you're right. Oh my god! Oh, sorry. I I realize I'm talking over you. There is a line in this film which I thought I I have to say this now or I'll forget it. And it's in the news team just after the president breaks the news that the asteroid is coming. And one of the reporters says, "What is the news going?" Oh my god! Where is the science? I know. <laughs> And it, that should be the tagline for the that film. That should be it? the tagline for the film. Because Where is the science? And there is another one that's just like, get me graphics. I need graphics. D- yeah. You're dead right. Same scene. It's just like, oh, like, lads. Uh, it's so, so the, let's synopsisize it. There, um, asteroid is, asteroid slash um, comet is detected. Um, unlike Armageddon, it's detected two years ahead of when it's going to impact. Um a year later, it's revealed to the people, um, and there's a plan to send a group of astronauts up there to bury some nukes, <clears throat> um, which is going to not blow up the asteroid, but it's going to shunt it off course, very similar to to, to mm-hmm. Armageddon. Um, this mission fails, so the backup mission is to fire a ton of missiles at it, but the backup plan is to get everybody buried underground. Uh, only one million people in America can be buried underground, um, there's a little bit of chaos and then an annoying subplot of a woman who has a disillusioned father and they're reconnecting and Frodo getting married and oh, saving his Oh, I have thoughts on that. I That's have thoughts film. on that. That's, how old is I, he meant to be? 16? School He's got to be 16 or 17, school, hasn't he? Because I yeah. think, yeah, I think you can get married over 16 with parents' permission. Yes, I think so. So I don't think anything they did was illegal. No, not just not illegal, but holy mother of God, do I have things to say on that one. One of the notes I made was, well, let's just fucking talk about it now. One of the notes I made was, marry me, it's your only chance to live. Wow. Yes. Have I what ever had a proposal? <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's far cry from, I came across time for you, Sarah, or, you know. Yes. Come with me if you want to live. Okay. It's marry me or die. That's 100%. This is your only chance. It's so sinister, and also it really is like the 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 wedding ceremony. Um, uh, direct sorry, directed by Mimi Later. Um, or L E D E R. So letter or later. Apologies. Now I'm not sure if I've got that right. Yeah. Um, it was like full on filmed, like she was being indoctrinated into a cult. Even her parents were looking really worried and sad during this scene. Hundred percent. It's so wrong. Elijah's parents looked over the moon and happy. 
they looked like they'd just given up their daughter, which well, in, essentially in fact, they had. I, the, the vicar may as well have had missing teeth and had like a jar of Kool Aid next to him. It was, um, it was but like, and then and and also because this is such a nothing storyline, um, they they get married to get her into the ark and her family, and then of course they pull up. Oh, your family's not on the list, blah. So she's like, "Oh fuck you! I'm staying with my mum and dad then." Well, I mean, A, that doesn't make sense because they're dead. And B, that's never resolved. So were they meant to be on the yeah. list and there was a clerical error? Did he error? lie? Or, ex- well, no, no, no. I don't think Elijah lied because I, I don't think he's... There's nothing we know about the character that makes him that sinister. But I think the government okay. lied to get him to oh, sign. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bring all your friends. Exactly. Yeah, They'll all be on the yeah. list. It's cool. Bring the teacher. Like, do it yeah. all. Um, yeah, I think that's much more likely. I, th- I, yeah, no, I think you might be right on that one. And you know, in fairness to this fictional person, in fairness to the soldier, he's just like, I do not have time for your bullshit. They're not on the list. Get on the bus. I'm on his side. I'm 100%. I, 100% having, lived yeah, through, like, having lived through a pandemic, that is the equivalent of, look, there's already 50 people in the shop. I'm not letting anyone else in. You can wait five minutes for the thing you absolutely have to buy. Sorry, of course, because in fairness, like, is your experience of the pandemic have obviously been quite different from mine all my work has been solo effectively whereas you've had yeah. to manage crowds of people Hundred, hundreds and hundreds of people at the peak last year we saw five thousand people in one day um and oh. it was it's just you know what four thousand seven hundred and ninety of them were absolutely fine um but still 210 arseholes that i do not want to have to deal with every day also, I appreciate yeah. your optimism saying that you lived through the pandemic. Yeah, it's still ongoing. I'm not going to say it's done, but... Yeah. yeah. It's certainly looking more positive now. It's yeah. looking more positive, exactly. Uh, um, next yeah. week. I would like to apologise for my comments where I said it was looking more positive. Yeah, this is where we get a new strain that wipes out 90% of us. <sighs> How are you, India? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. worrying, isn't it? So, um, this is going to be a fun edit job for Ian. Oh, it's fucking hell. I don't even know what to keep in and out now. God. Just start yeah. the episode in 23 minutes. It's just easier. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, just, you completely ignore the news. Yeah, exactly. The non recommends. Cold open. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the record don't watch this. Um, so I like the second hour of this film. I really dislike the first hour. It's so bland. It was actually hard to write an opening joke today because... There's just nothing in this film. There's there's nothing in it. We'll get especially the first hour. We'll we'll do obvious comparisons between this and Armageddon in a second. But actually, for a second, because I think that's actually a fun exercise to do. Because there are a lot of differences. There, there actually there are, and that's that's something I think we should address. But just really quickly, just picking up on what you're saying there, this is where I would compare it a little bit to Independence Day. Because we were saying obviously last week that we were disappointed that the first hour of Independence Day does have pacing 100%. issues. Yep, but. It is, this is worse. My, my God, like Independence Day has no pace <laughs> compared to this one. It's it's like it's, it's like they said, we must give everyone a backstory and everyone must be a fully fleshed out character, 100%. which is great on paper. But then you're kind of like, but are you an action <clears throat> film or are you a drama? And that's all fine. That's there's no problem being one or the other. But when you're trying to be both and you're not really nailing either. Yeah, 100%. And, and Armageddon Armageddon has the exact same goal. But, and as I said when we did um, Armageddon, it uses a blunt tool. It doesn't try to interweave anything clever. It is, here's eight minutes of the miners and what their backstory is and who they are. And you will literally have narration telling you as such. 
Deep Impact does the interweaving, complicated show the backstory, and it slows the film down. So it tries to be clever, and I think it is trying to be clever, but it doesn't. It doesn't work. I don't think it works. It, it slows the movie to a halt. And every time we revisit those backstories in the second half of the film, it's like, fuck, get me back to the asteroid slash comet. Get me back to the hoarding, the disaster, the the underground civilization that they're trying to build. I want to see that. I don't care about you and your dad. I was gonna say this might sound very nihilistic, but disaster movies, you watch them for the disaster. Funny that, isn't it? It's, you know, like, I, I don't watch it for the reconciliation. Kinda, I watch it for the thousand foot tidal wave. <laughs> um, which is, and, and that's like, I, I realise not every, okay, Independence Day has much more disaster, say, than this does, but even so does Armageddon. It's a Michael Bay film, but at the same time, I think it's balanced fairly well. You open yeah, up agreed. with something big. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And actually it's, funny now as we're both wearing our lovely First Contact uniforms it's something Star Trek First Contact which is not a disaster film but they open up with the big battle because not that if you're kind of going to straddle action as your genre Mm -hmm. give us a little bit of action see we know from the opening scene you have Leo Biederman obviously remember that name Biederman becomes important Elijah Wood uh, finds the comet so we know that there's a com- sorry comet slash asteroid. We know yeah. that that's coming. So then when they they do this, where Tay Leone's character is a, a reporter who's you know oh my god there might be a scandal at the White House. Some senior representative has just resigned. Which I just couldn't care about. How long did they spend on that story? So long. Like we know what's coming. Like as an audience member, yeah, I know what's going. Like if you wanted to say she's ambitious, just have her step in front of Laura Inn's um, character, character when it comes to say, oh, okay, we'll get you onto the anchor. Okay, she steps in front, she sits down in the chair. Okay, Grant, she's on Yes, yeah. Maybe she sneaks, doesn't sneak into the White House, but she gets a press pass, she gets in there and undermines her. Yeah, and then forces her question to the front. And she, actually, on that as well, um, so, yeah, because she technically threatens the president with exposing... The, the, she doesn't know that it's a, yeah. a comet slash our story to begin with but she threatens to expose him so she's like oh just put me in the White House career 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 Grant this yeah. is half an hour in mind you so she's sitting there in the White House and he asks her a question and it's a nothing question I, I even thought yeah, if you're going not- to be the first question <laughs> be like what does he it's a, so they, there was this whole thing where oh there might be an affair going on with someone called Ellie she gets a tip no it's yeah. E-L-E right which is it was a yelly. Extinction level event. Um, right. Would your first a... question not be, Mr. President, what does E-L-E stand for? 100%. Like, her questions are nothing. It's it's like, how long do we have? Or what are we going to do about it? Something like that. Or it, um, was, it was like, I think question one was, are you really the head of the cookie mart? Really? Yeah. Re- <laughs> no, it's, why, were, why weren't we told sooner? He's just yes. told you. That's it. Exactly, yeah. What? Question one, were you sent here by the devil? Oh, <laughs> no, no, good, sir, I'm on the level. Uh, we are immediately sued. By the ring fell off my pudding can. Use my pen knife, my good man. Sorry, okay. It may as well have been. Uh, um, there'll be an outtakes chance. where we just sing the monorail song. Any uh, chance I get to put monorail into an episode, I will. So my biggest problem with the first half an hour is that it it is her doing some investigative journalism and uh, yeah, somebody at the White House has been kicked out because they had an affair and it's a big scandal. But she somehow makes the leap that the scandal 
was actually the president is having an affair and he put the blame on the secretary because the secretary loves his family and she believes mm. this. Um, he's hoarding a load of food and goes on a boat. Now, I think the it takes half an hour for her to, for us collectively to get to the point of, nope, it's not an affair, it's an asteroid. Now, my problem is you've spent half an hour on a nothing story. It's either, if it's true, it doesn't belong in this film. Yeah. If it's false, you've wasted half an hour on a plot that isn't going anywhere. Half an hour. And I know this is like, I mean, everyone knows how long half an hour is, but that's a full episode of a standard sitcom. It's 25% of your movie on a thing. And I know other things are set up during that time, but I shouldn't remember that plot line. I should be like, oh yeah, no, they did think it was an affair. Yeah. But now I remember that so much because they spent so much time on it. It's like they were so proud of this twist that Ellie, Ellie, yeah, Ellie is actually an an acronym and not a person. That now we've got to hit this home. We've got to really make sure they understand it. Like once once we get to thirty minutes in and the president's giving his address, I I so this is where it's different from Armageddon. I like that they had two years. I like that they kept it from the yes, public. Yes, I do like you know, that. I, I, yeah. Obviously not in real life. I, well, would I like to know? I can't do anything about it. So I could, I completely understand the right. logic there. Totally fine with that. And he knows there's going to be mass panic. And this gives him enough time to set up the infrastructure for martial exactly. law. And I, and I really like, like This is actually quite a good scene because like I'm putting a freeze on wages, a freeze on prices. Technically, like when every yeah. word costs you thousands of dollars when you're making a film, I like that they went... Okay, we know you've seen disaster films. We know there's going to be hoarding and uh-huh. everything. So this is yeah. now law. So I'm on board with this. That's actually one of that's actually one of my positives is that they went to the time of explaining that, and that that would be top of the list for a government is we got to make sure people don't go yeah. crazy. Yeah, and 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 exactly. I mean, actually, well, this is something needs to do. Now, living through a pandemic, we have seen how governments have responded to this kind of thing. We have seen yeah. uh, here in Ireland, yeah, we've seen rental respond. freezes, we've seen um, yeah. protections, that kind of thing, which is okay. Now, hopefully the pandemic is not actually a big cover up for a massive asteroid. God, I hope this doesn't age <laughs> like milk. Hope it ages. Put it that way. I, I hope mean, it ages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, really um, well. I, I don't believe in conspiracy theories largely because... Most conspiracy theories fall apart on their own weight. So in order to pull them off, so many people would have to be a part of it that one of them would speak and one of them would... You wouldn't be able to keep it a secret. You wouldn't be able to organise it. Um, I can almost believe that that, that coronavirus is just... It's You can almost imagine that a nefarious government would just leak the virus to cover up something you wouldn't want to think anybody was possible was capable of it but it probably wouldn't take a lot of organizing like but uh yeah so that that i think that's a great scene and in in a michael bay film this scene would have happened five ten minutes in yeah 100 you know? percent. totally agree the the oh sorry the the leap so let's just talk about her leap to extinction level event she uses the 1996 version or whatever this of Google. Is ball crap. It's Sorry. fucking the- bullshit, isn't it? This is yeah. fucking insulting. Yeah. So she she there is some internal NSNBC MSNBC portal thing that she searches through, and she searches through a load of shit and loads of stuff. Eventually, like anybody called Ellie 
comes up. Eventually, for some reason, she thinks perhaps it's a code name and just goes E dot L dot E. So skipping out the previous spelling, some reason she just jumps to that. It only brings up one search result, which is the University of Boston or Massachusetts or something. And then it brings up the paleontology department. And then she just scrolls through the different types of dinosaurs, jumps straight to um, extinction level event. And then it gives like a description of what an extinction level event is and that it's shortened to E-L-E. And then somehow that's her realisation that there's a meteor. Like, what kind of bullshit is that? How do you make that leap? Like, you don't. That's it. Like, I, I totally, I am behind suspension of disbelief in these kind of films. You kind of, you, you kind of have to. It comes with the territory, but no. Like, because, and again, this film goes out of its way to try not well sorry but to try and make the characters empathetic uh, or maybe sympathetic yep. sorry is the, is the right believable. word believable yeah yeah sympathetic and believable because they they give them all fucking backstories and this is where their social security number is and this is their pension plan like, like fucking everything ex- exactly and i mean i totally believe that you know that this uh this lottery thing could indeed win i believe there would be you know obviously all of the politicians because we need a government in the future but and this so all of that look i'm on board with that for story reasons totally fine right but you do i'm sorry you don't go from ellie to oh right he's really trying to hush you, you just you, don't. you just or or if you're gonna do something like that you have and I realise I was complaining about the time, but you introduce a character who's like, it's not Ellie, it's... And I, I think the president does say E-L-E, but that's not... But that's offhand. I don't think it's enough. Yeah. Someone has to go, you're looking in the wrong... <clears throat> you need a kind of deep throat character. Um, yeah, exactly. Which could have just been the observatory scientist. So instead of killing him off, so as soon as he discovers the comet, he gets he he dies in a horrible car crash, which made Shit, me think, that was... ah, that's a really cool in- explanation about why... That's true. It, why maybe they didn't know straight away, yeah. Exactly. But they still... So how did they find out? Because he dies. So who does he tell? I feel that that is... No! Why like, kill him Sorry, that... Uh, unless he sent... Because he had the package in the car, the car which very, like... It exploded. It went boom bigly. Blew up. Um, yeah, huge. Like most 90s car explosions. Uh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Like, exactly. What, what are you making your car out of? Well, I was going to say, what are you making it out of? Petrol. Well. Petrol like, and flint. Well, I suppose there is rather a lot of petrol in, in, in a lot of cars. Yes. Well, there is, but it's, yeah, apparently surrounded by flint and um, stone. But, yeah. <laughs> but what, what is it, like... I just don't get Why kill him off unless it is to explain why they don't see the meteor there's until no it's too way- late? But then you find out they've known for a year. But so and it's named him? after obviously him, him so, plus Elijah Wood, because it's Elijah Wood's teacher that goes and tells the guy at the observatory oh, think, to take a closer look. Do you know look. what it is? It's because that envelope was made out of black box material. Must must yeah. have been. Uh, it must no, have that been. is nonsense. Because unless he rang someone, which he obviously didn't, because he there was he was complaining about a cell phone not getting connection. Um, yeah. And then it was which because I think I think it gets through like which department do you want to speak to? Do you know the extension? So he he didn't speak to somebody on the phone. Um, there was no email because I'm... he printed and ran, and that was in a paper envelope. Yeah, correct. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking because Elijah Wood 
does know about it. I'm thinking that after he after this guy dies, the teacher goes to the observatory, finds the findings and gives it to the government with Elijah's name and that name. But I'm guessing that's it because Elijah knows about it and they think that Elijah died. But that's a leap that I'm now having to make because the movie didn't give it to me. This is the kind of thing where I'd say if we were to bump into, say, the staunchest fan of the film, we're like, well, listen, you're not treating your audience like an idiot. You're allowing them to make their own jumps. It's like, ah, yeah, come on. No, I'm filling your plot hole for you. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah, exactly. And Ellie, really, (laughs) that was a jump that, like, (laughs) you spoon-fed that to me. Um, So that's that's just a huge leap. uh, so um, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna put in something that you're gonna laugh at me. Like here's something I liked: fierce load of oh. ER stars in this one. 1998 I ER was going you, well, just... and the fierce load of them. Um, I'll be back in about ten minutes. If you yeah, you, you go grab on. a coffee. You go grab a coffee. We talk about ER and shit. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, no, her um, boss, I think uh, Laura Inns, uh, Beth. I want to say competition more than well no 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 she is her line manager yeah, yeah that's she yeah, has to keep, yeah she was yeah. main character for years in er carrie weaver uh obviously so the uh the senator who she goes to interview is james cromwell who we of course know as zeph from cochran from star trek uh but sure yeah he was in er as well and one of the astronauts the one who gets his eyes burned out is Ron Eldard, and he was a main character for a while as well. Uh, Which is traumatizing. Thoroughly didn't like him in ER, so I have to say I enjoyed watching Get His Eyes Burned in this. Oh, that's brilliant. That is a bit. Um, uh, that, that scene is rough. It, it is a bit. I. It's funny because I, I watched this, whatever, when. I watched it when it came out, so whenever that was. 98. Ditto, yeah. Uh, and. Mm-hmm. This would have been a blockbuster rental. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and. I I remember that scene. Not very well, but I remember that scene. Like, I was like, oh, some guy's going to get a face full of sun, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I do like that because... Uh, how do you feel... Right, how do you feel that the asteroid slash comet compares to the Armageddon asteroid slash comet? I like it. I, I, I think it's not as detailed as the Armageddon asteroid... But I think visually it's still pretty. It's very good. Um, and I think the impact is great. Um, yeah, I just think it's too rushed. I actually think that that sequence is is rushed. I never feel... I did feel tension when they're on the asteroid and they're running out of time and the horizon is coming. That's really clever because you've, you've got a physical deadline there. But that's the only time I felt tension. The rest of it, I couldn't give a shit. A bit... I- there was no risk. A bit, no, uh, there you go. That's it. And, and also because we were talking about this, the mission failure happens so, not even early in the film, but just such a weird place in the film. A bang in the middle. Bang in the middle. Like, um, almost bang in the I middle. Think, I remember looking at the, yeah. looking at the clock going like. Slightly after. It's like an hour and 10 or something. Yeah. Because I, um, I remember that's the point where I started to enjoy it because. Yay, action. It, yeah, basically. Um, so I mean, sorry. So go back to the beginning of the film. The 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 plot line with the, her parents being divorced and him getting remarried, and then the meet like the meeting between. Uh, what is the point of that meet? Like her meeting them after they've been married and being disappointed that it's like to give the final scene of her with her dad getting hit by the wave any kind of weight. 
They had to put these scenes in throughout the, the beginning. The only one of those scenes. The only one. I don't care about... Um, the, the divorce storyline was dull. Um, Vanessa Redgrave yep. is an amazing actress, and I felt sorry for her as Taylor yes. Leone's mother, but meh. Um, but the, the one scene is where she's just figured it out and goes to meet them. Um, it could have been for any reason, never mind a divorce, but the fact that she chugs back the martini and she's like... Go home to mom. Go home to mom. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. You need to go home to yeah. mom now. And you need to make the best of the next year. Um, you no, know, but I just don't feel that we needed a divorce. No, story. I just... She actually, she yeah. says something to... Chloe is the name of the new wife. And she says something to Chloe yes. that kind of sums up Chloe's entire purpose in this film. It's not about you, Chloe. Yeah, it really it's isn't. Like... like no, it's not. It's like, I don't hate you. I feel nothing yeah, towards you. you. Yep. You're a nothing Us character. Us too. <laughs> yeah. You're an absolutely nothing character. Sorry, wish you all the best. Sure. And she leaves him anyway. What was the point? Yeah. Sorry. I do not care for the storyline. You were about to defend... The, you were defending that part of the scene. I was, not her part of the scene? <laughs> Nearly. Not even a little no, bit. No, no, no. Her tail only no. chugging a martini? Yeah, I'm all here for that. Yeah, all here for yeah. it. Uh, I yeah I don't know if you're gonna do an estranged thing make them estranged and put them back together like there's nothing yeah. satisfying there like have and then she, her mother kills herself like fuck how did you feel if that she's... they handled the uh, you know everyone over fifty bar you know say surgeons they actually they call it they say like look, if you've got a specific yeah, skill that we need yeah. but otherwise everyone over the fifty you're not included in the lottery how do you feel because again that happens. I think maybe an hour and 20 in. So we've yeah. got about half an it's hour the, left. How do you feel they handled that? It's the definition of utilitarianism. And it's probably, I don't know. I don't know. No, sorry. I mean, like, as in, I, in terms of the order of the scenes, do you think that it was just like, oh, okay. Because there's no, I, I, how do you mean? Because I didn't get any kind of sense of. Um, oh, everyone accepts it. Like, no, no one's disappointed. Do, do you know what, do you know what I actually uh, compare it to a little bit? If you think of the Battlestar Galactica miniseries, so this is the reboot now. Um, oh, what, Caprica? Um, no, well, no, well, sorry, the reimagined one from 2003. Episode one of the new series, if you like. Oh, um, right, sorry. Yeah. And then you have, it's only a small scene, but you have uh, Boomer and Hilo uh, have room on their Raptor for six people or whatever so they do a lottery yeah. and in that five minute scene i felt more tension mm-hmm. than i did in the entire second half of this like because i love vanessa redgrave i think she's wonderful in these scenes and she's like i get it okay that's fine look i get it yeah i'm not nobody else seems to react no at one seems bothered yeah everyone's just kind of very resigned to the fact and i i would hope that perhaps that's how people would act but I think you'd have a few indignant people that were like, hey, just because I'm 51 doesn't mean I'm a write-off. Come on. But that's like... Exactly, yeah. Like what? Everyone just kind of says, yep, that's fair. Cool. No, totally agree. Yeah, you know what? It's fine. We will have we'll have spaghetti bolognese instead of pizza tonight. Totally fine. Is kind of the, the weight of the decision. And I think as well, you know, it's not to say that this isn't in the film, but if it is... It, or no, sorry, it isn't in the film. So the president says... Um, in the salt flats of Missouri. It's like, great, well, I know where I'm going. I'm getting in the car and I'm going there now. <laughs> Do and not tell it. anybody where the hell it that is. Was, that was Please. a foolish decision. That's a dick move. You're about to have 500 and 
599 million people just turn yeah, up. Yeah, but like, and that's it exactly because, because you see it, particularly you see this in zombie movies a lot, but, you know, eventually numbers are going to overwhelm however many soldiers or bullets you have. Like, if you have millions of people running at you, odds are some of them are getting through that blockade. Yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah, it's uh, baffling to me. But yeah, the first, so the first hour wraps with the mission to the asteroid failing, um, oh, and yeah. yeah, it's relatively tense. It's cool, okay. Like the nukes have gone off, but it hasn't changed the direction enough. What it's done is split them into two. I have a, I have a, a where is the, a where is the science moment? Mm-hmm. There's no gravity on this asteroid, right? How how does he jump up and down on the nuke to push it further into the hole? I thought that he was pressing himself against the sides and booting himself down, which isn't a lot of force it's at all. Like, maybe, maybe, look, maybe I just needed to have it spoon fed to me. Maybe I just needed to see him you know, because I was just like, yeah. you're in space. I, I, now there is John Favreau, <laughs> by the way, sudden John Favreau. Oh, yeah. Like, he he does say that the asteroid is spinning and it does have a rotational axis. Oh, sure, that's so why maybe, the sun is coming up. Okay. Yeah, so maybe that's why, but it still doesn't feel like it's enough, does it? Not Like, really. the rig that Armageddon uses is fantastic. I totally believe that that rig will drill into the asteroid. I, whereas Deep Impact is just like, you know what? We're going to send astronauts to the, to the asteroid we set them up with a bucket and train and spade them to and be grand. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that that was we'll what train them yeah. to be miners. Like that that was yeah, exactly well mm, mm, there you go. But that was one thing like <laughs> obviously Armageddon, the entire point of the film was for sending drillers. So I get that and sending miners. Yeah. So I I get that, that's fine. So like you can't devote anywhere near the same amount of time to that element of the mm-hmm. thing. No, so, it's not your film. So then, it's why it is right. actually very, very different. It's a different story. So it's like I I I suppose I'm fine with it being more or less quick. But then, did they just... I, I think they put six nukes in. Uh, it's it's something like that. Uh, it's more than five left yeah, than ten. Yeah, they did. And but they have five left on the ship. They wildly <laughs> miscalculated where to it put even the... Like, like, yeah. It's basically like when you take the top off an egg. It's on the tip. It's It should have been right in the middle. And maybe they thought, you know what? you would need a team of the best miners in the world to drill into the middle of this asteroid, and we just can't do it. Right, it's write ridiculous. that down in a post-it. We might asteroid. come back to that one as an idea. Yeah, yeah. exactly. As Michael Bay's train... walking by, I'll have that. Do, 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 do. Yeah. You can't train miners to be um, astronauts. It's just not possible. So where we're going to have to go is the tip. <laughs> it, it's... I I want it's, it's... the logic behind it to be better, because I'm totally... like As I think we both agreed, sorry, I'm fine with the mission failing, I, I I think that incre- yep. that introduces some stakes. Now then, it the tension dives off again because we get another hour of them basically farting around <sighs> in space. We do, and the the scene of the sun burning him is horrific. I still don't understand why he doesn't drop the heat shield. Yeah, why didn't just do that anyway? And just do it. Yeah, I I, it. no, I I. But whatever. What I what I really don't need again is the whole we hate Captain. Old man. Yeah. What is the point of that? Robert Duvall's He's, character. So what's the point? So they're segregated in the bar. He comes over and says, "I know you don't want me here." Blah blah blah. Different generation. Blah blah blah. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't lead to 
only he experience. can do something exactly. Exactly. Yeah, at the 11th. There's nothing that he holds over them. He's just a good pilot. I thought as well there was a there was a moment. So I think it's the Eureka moment for him where he's like, listen, can't do shit about the smaller fragment, but we might be able to do something with the bigger one. He yeah. gets a red marker and draws a squibble. That's it. That's the scene. That's him getting the idea. And I was just like... Yeah, he crosses it out. Even like, does... What, what maths are you doing there? You're not even using a protractor. You're using a Sharpie. Freehand. If I don't see a protractor, I do not... Ju- uh, I do I'm not... Not the time of day. I'm yeah. not interested. Uh, what maths are you doing? Like, he can't even... So the nukes will have changed the course of the asteroid. Just not enough to avoid the planet. So he doesn't even know what the trajectory is. I, I'm pretty sure at that point, all they've done is spread... the. If Star Trek has taught me anything, blowing up an asteroid there has just spread the devastation. That's like... And even, spoiler right at the end, when you see kind of the much, the tiny fragments coming down, the entire sky is you know, a little bit like the ending. In fact, very like the ending of Independence Day. Um, yeah. yeah, like surely like... Well, whatever buildings were still standing... Chunks. Baffling, absolutely baffling. And why were those people still in New York City? I don't understand that. And it's like you've given up. It's a complete write-off. So they knew that they had one last attempt. Like, I don't know. So say you know that there are two rocks coming. Yeah. So Atlantic Seaboard, he literally says Yeah, I know that you can't... There's nothing much you can do, but just in case, let's evacuate everybody. Just on the off chance that something happens and something saves the day. Like, maybe the calculations are off. The worst thing you can do is nothing. You have nothing to lose by evacuating everybody. Evacuate everybody to the West Coast. Well, that's... Like, yeah. I mean... And and they don't go far enough into the nihilism. Like, they haven't gone far enough into the, right, we've accepted at this point... Like, at this point of the film, we've accepted that the little one's going to hit the Atlantic and the big one's going to hit somewhere in the western coast of Canada. They don't go into that enough. And I think they... Maybe I'm inventing him something here, but I think they wanted to because it's the only time you see President Beck in civvies. Civilian clothes. You know? it's kind of, he's given up. Yeah. He, he's given up on putting on a front. It's like, nah, this is about as bad as it can get. Yeah. Um, I've got to say, one of my notes was, I what, I what I do really, really like and respect about this film is that it deals with the disaster. So... It's a disaster movie where the disaster happens. So it imagine having to deliver that speech to the people of this asteroid is going to hit us and how he breaks down. This is the wave it's going to cause. This is what's going to happen. The next one is extinction level, but this first one is going to be pretty fucking bad. And he's just like, yeah, I believe that we can carry on and I believe God will look after us, etc. I, I, I I think that is really heartfelt. And Morgan Freeman uh, saves 100%. anything that's watchable in the film is Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah, to be like, because we've obviously, we've discussed, we there is, there's no emotional stakes in Taylor story. Um, no, not at all. I don't care. And she just doesn't present uh, it with any emotion that's either. It, like, she, it's like, I want to be nice. I do not know Taylor well. I, I hope she is doing well in life. But even. So the scene after the president basically says our mission has failed and it's cuts to her live on air. Yes. I don't feel that that they didn't go far enough with the shell shock of that. Okay, he's yeah. just delivered the speech. You now have to follow up with this, you know, and you are what day one at, on the anchor yeah. team. Like, what, what I can tell there is I'm watching an actor act. Mm, 
Yeah. If I feel like if Denzel Washington presented that, it would be him. It, I know that's a human being that's presenting this news. At the minute, I know I can see that Taylor Leone is an is an actor that has been told to act a certain way, and it's a single it tear. Do, it does. It does really feel like that. The slight quiver of the mouth of the of the voice. Because yeah, the it doesn't. Fil- do it it doesn't the film doesn't know what it is. It a melodrama? Is it a kitchen sink drama? Is yeah. it a full blown disaster action film? I do appreciate what you said. I I do like that the disaster happens. You know, I I do like that. And I actually, I actually thought that the impact, in my false memory, I would have bet dollars that the impact happens at the halfway oh, point yeah. or earlier. I would have bet that it, it happens about twenty minutes was, from the I, end, or I think I seventeen minutes. If Child Ian was subbing in scenes from Armageddon because obviously doesn't Paris get destroyed about Probably. halfway through? Uh, Independence Day. Oh no, no, sorry, it, bits of it, yeah. yeah, from Armageddon do happen and. I the bulk of Deep Impact in my memory was everybody swarming the bunkers and trying to get into the bunkers and for some reason I pictured John Cusack. Oh, um, twenty twelve, yeah. Because there, well, but there's also there's a reporter that looks suspiciously like John Cusack. As oh, well. you're right, actually, yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah. And for some reason that stuck in my brain, and I thought this is what Deep Impact is about: the asteroid hits, and there's lots of people trying to get into the bunker. But the bunker scene, you're only there for about two minutes, and that's when Elijah turns around and leaves, and his parents are well, that, okay with well, that. Well, that's because the uh, the first inductee into his harem uh, hasn't come with him. Uh, <laughs> d- yeah. I, I mean, again, I... And the, and the, the, the great god Balthor won't, won't well, listen and, if they don't have everybody there for the first sure, listen, doesn't he go back and get her, and only the small asteroid hits. So, <laughs> I'm telling you. But how Absolutely. on earth... Does he find that one car in all of those lines of traffic? It's worse than that. He doesn't find it. She manages to shout him down while he's 20 cars ahead with on a, a helmet on and an engine beneath I, his I'm legs. I'm sorry, but you're, you, nope. you're asking too much, Phil. You're asking too much, Phil. She does. She dies. Yeah. Yep. Um, and shout out. Lovely to see Denise Crosby doing anything. Um, but Yeah. No, it was fun. Like, but just... What? Not given anything to no. do at all. Oh, and it was no. I put, so, <laughs> yeah. back to back to good things. Morgan, Morgan Freeman is very good Morgan in this Freeman. film. Uh, he is. I believe in God. Well, yeah, well, you is are God. Of I you actually, you know what? I that's a really good scene because wherever. Oh, I think all of his speeches are really good. I I love how and I'm sort of repeating you here a little bit. I love how he delivers. All right, I'm going to be matter of fact about this. This is what we know. Yeah, it is. All of his speeches are very factual and it's almost scary because it's like, this is the stuff that a government would usually hide from you because they know it's going to cause mass panic. Um, But he's very much like dad, isn't he? He's like, there will be no panic. There will be no looting. There will be no rioting. We will go about this in a calm and orderly manner. And you're kind of like, yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, I'll buy it. Now, not in any way that I want this film to be longer, but I think they, I think there was a problem. No, fuck no. So we both agree that having the two-year lead-in was a good idea for the story, but I don't think the execution... Like, suddenly you're leaping forward months, and... Yeah, um, for me, I like it, but I don't think it impacts the... I like it in my mm. head, in my head canon, but I don't think it impacts the movie much, because... 
verbally we hear that two years have passed, which is a more reasonable time to build the Rocket Messiah, do the mission, build the bunkers. It, it allows that yeah. world building to happen. Whereas in Armageddon, fuck, everything happens within six yeah. weeks. Uh, Independence Day, everything happens within six days. So it allows the story room to breathe, but good God, that doesn't, you can still put a shit story into that framework and it not work. That's, uh, and I think, you know what, it, it, the, the main thing it suffers from, to be a bit harsh, is it doesn't have a leading person and it doesn't have a leading You're not rooting for anyone in people. this film. I'm not rooting for the journalist that has problems yeah. with her parents. I'm, Why I'm, am I rooting like, for her? I'm with you. We're not. And then as it's shown, there was no need to. I'm not rooting for Elijah Wood's character because he is a little creep who's bribing, hey, marry me or die. Um, yeah. Yeah. There is no need. Sorry, you're absolutely right. There's no need for her to die with her dad. Like, there was no need for that storyline. Just like... The only reason they let the wave take them is because they know that there's something bigger coming around the corner. Mm. Oh, there's just no... There's... <sighs> So this movie is disappointing, basically. All right, so... Um, <laughs> Sorry. There is one thing it's that so I found fucking I? hilarious yeah. in this film. And I don't... I I can't speak to... Because actually, no, I think that... I think this film, there was at least a cut of it done while Armageddon was still in production, right? But mm-hmm. did you also appreciate the moment after Biederman hits and the tidal wave is coming that it takes a moment to show us two oil rigs getting destroyed on the ocean surface. <laughs> I yes. proper snorted at that. Like, yeah, you gotta wonder if that's deliberate. I know, right? I'm just like, hey, other <laughs> film. You kind of just wanted a shot of a couple of like six rednecks just like doing some work on the on the rig. <laughs> Be like one getting chased with a shotgun. Like, I don't care how much it costs. Get me the scene of Bruce Willis hitting yeah. a golf ball out into the ocean, and then cut to the fucking wave behind him. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, brilliant. Oh man, that's so good. Uh, um, what did I like? What did I like? I do. So, can I tell you how I would fix this movie? Oh, please do. I would. No, actually, I texted you earlier how I would fix this movie. Is you? Oh, yes, the text that said I would burn all of the negatives. Burn it down. Yeah. Um, so I think you've, you've, you condense down the reveal of the asteroid and whatnot to about the first 15 minutes, half that. Um, you spend a bit of time explaining the mission, but the first mission, the, um, the launch explodes. So the shuttlecraft launches, but explodes. And instead they jump straight to the final plan, which is fly fly the messiah inside the meteor and blow it up with all of the nukes. So you know it's a one-way mission for the crew and they all have to agree that none of them are coming back. You get a better leaving scene with everybody. Mm. But also the the film can... I think just before the halfway point, we we do that and the asteroid the asteroid still hits. It impacts the the, the, the planet... And it's more about the bunker and it's more about who survives and how you deal with Armageddon um, rather than... Jodi, Jodi, as you talk, because to, first of all, I really like that as an idea. <laughs> Quickly, copyright that. But <laughs> Jodi, think a really easy way to fix this film is to not watch this film and watch Greenland instead. You, you're not wrong. Greenland it, it is... It does yeah, actually, everything sorry. you're saying. 
I just described Greenland. Yeah, that may well be why. And Greenland, it's, it's I just have a better film. Yeah. It nailed. I, I, I think the whole world was surprised at how good Greenland was because it does the mass 100%. panic really, really well. Yeah. Um. I, I, it doesn't do the only thing it doesn't do is a spaceship. That's it. It doesn't. Which again, I don't yeah. think it's needed. Um. But what it, it focuses on one family. This focuses yeah. on yeah. one, two, three, four, five families, and I'm counting the astronauts as a family. Yeah. And Fair. all of their yeah. attachments. Like so, so. How can you get anything behind that? Um. It's, it's trying to do far, far, far too much. It's a mini series. If this was ten episodes of television, you've got room to do that. I was literally. I'm so glad you said that. I was just thinking that now. I I, I realize doing a disaster movie as a mini series that it's a gamble because is your audience going to stay with you for however many episodes it's going to be? But I think you're right. If you're going to People do people stuck this, with less. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do this, where I'm going to follow, let's say four groups. All yeah. right, one of the groups being the astronauts, um, yeah. and then Grand, and then you're going to give us all that. Now, okay, you need to go and get someone who knows how to write emotion because we have to care about these of people. Of course, yeah. Uh, and then somewhere around episode four, or so, write this shit down, Ian. All right, somewhere around episode now. four it's, or something. Dude, you do realize we're recording. <laughs> You do tend to forget that sometimes when we're doing this. Hello, everyone out there. Sorry. (laughs) We are talking to you, not just having a chat. Um, I love it. But it's like, and then just just pepper it with, you know, things. And then your episode five is your bloody rocket explodes or or something like that. Yeah. There's so many cliffhangers you can have. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, this is the problem. It's you've got to respect the ambition. It swings for something, but it doesn't land. Between the performances being a bit bland, um, Robert Duvall and um, Morgan Freeman just stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. You can tell that they are doing a good job, and everyone else around them just isn't so much. They're the, they're um, they're definitely the best of the bunch. Um, yeah, uh, I I like uh, Andy, the other the female astronaut. Um, now she doesn't get an awful lot to do, but well, I think she gets she's more the token to do. Female, than... which is yeah, it's insulting. It's a little bit insulting, but. I like her, and I'm glad she's kind of in the front seat with Duval. Yeah. But again, yeah, not given much to do. Oh, do you know what this film does well? Gone. They don't treat the Russian guy as a parody. Yeah, but we liked that. In- <laughs> but I know. But you know what I mean. Like, Armageddon. But because uh, it suits Armageddon, whereas this is like, no, he's yeah. an astronaut. He's actually smart. Like, hundred percent. Although, yeah. what did his family do on him? Oh, nothing. Yeah, yeah, they didn't even try to do a video link to Russia. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But uh, And also, it's a fierce amount of Americans <laughs> for an, for a global yeah. united effort where everybody, there's like the offhand line of, um, yeah, well, we had the shuttle and they can make it go. And that's the sentence which explains why the Russians and the Americans are working together. Actually, I didn't need a reason. Impending doom well, that, was well, the reason Well, that would be a good enough reason, yeah. But yeah, as yeah. you say, I mean... I, I understand it's a film made in the West. You know, it's always going to be. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I but yeah, you're you are right. Like, <laughs> just the one token yeah. Russian. What um what it did it actually made me appreciate Independence Day slightly more because I know I had to dig at it for having all of these different groups and then kind of bringing them together in the last third of the film. The only thing worse than because I think they should be brought together mm. earlier, but the only thing worse than that. It's not fucking doing it at all, which is what this film does. And yeah, like, it just doesn't. Oh, it, do you know? It doesn't bring them together a little in bit. Our, in our head, kind of miniseries, 
you you kill one of the families in episode seven. Do you know what I mean? Or you do you do Which something, family? but you do something like that. You know, you do, or you know, Elijah Wood and his new prisoner wife uh, leave their leave her family behind in season seven or some or season seven. Jesus Christ, Sean, carry, carry on episode seven, um, and you do something like that because if we're rooting for all of them to get to the end and we know they're not all going to get to the end, you're splitting our attention as an audience. You're splitting our emotion. Oh, yes. like, you know, 100%. As, as an audience member, we only have so much investment to give per character. That's why, and I'm sorry, I you know, one day when I am an Oscar-winning actor, I'll probably you know disagree with this, but that's why everyone can't be your lead. No, 100%. It can't. And... Every time you check back into them, it's like, right, what were they doing? Where are they up to? Why do I care? (laughs) Like, okay, Elijah Wood's new prisoner father-in-law clearly doesn't like him. All right, grand. Yeah. We're getting a fierce amount of this, aren't we? Like, it's just, yeah, it's so disparate. You almost, I would have much rather them, you know what? Cut MSNBC. Cut all of it. Just have Elijah Wood and his wife. The only... The only reason for MSNBC to be in it is so that they could do the L-E-E-L-E storyline at the start. Otherwise, there's no point for them. Do you know? I mean, sorry, I'm agreeing. Just yeah. cut them out altogether. Yeah, uh, cut like, out Ellie because it doesn't do anything for me. It's it's almost like they hung on to that and they kept them in there because they were proud of the Ellie joke. Um, yeah. I don't I'm, need it. Yeah. No, that's it. Like, you want a reporter in it? Grand. Doesn't Twister have reporters in it, but it's not. Yeah, but it's, it's pretty like, much only reporters, isn't it? That is, that's the focus. Um, well, no, because they're, oh, no. They're, I might have used a bad example there. I saw Twister once in 1996. I think they're <laughs> Storm Chasers. I think that's what it is. The, storm Chasers are the leads. Um, I definitely used a bad example there. But like, but I know just, what you mean. Oh, I mean, in fairness, and I'm not saying it's a better film, but Hank Azaria in Godzilla. There you go. There's <laughs> be, a report. Oh, yeah. sorry. And. Yeah. Now I feel bad because I can't remember the reporter's name. Uh, I don't feel bad. The reporter who's in Godzilla with Hank Azaria as her cameraman. Yeah. I'm just like, oh. Um, I think this has been nice and animated. I think uh, this will be nice <laughs> yeah. to listen to. Please tell us if we're wrong. But let's let's at least try and go out on a high. A um, couple of things I really did like in the film. I liked... I actually did like... There's a shot when New York is basically being levelled, right? So the president said look, the wave is going to be between 1,000 to 3,500 feet high. Yeah. You know, basically, you, as high as you want to Tall climb. Tall as yeah. Yeah. So Laura Inns, uh character, Beth, and you can see she's shocked. So I think she's I think she's really good in the scene. She's sitting there with her daughter. She's like, we're on the 15th floor. And I actually liked that because obviously that's nonsense. Like, you, you're, you're dead if you stay where you are. But when it cuts back to New York, there's that like every film that can do this does do this where you do the bird's eye view yeah. going through the streets of New York and you can see all the people on top of the buildings and I'm just like you you could tell me it's going to be a thousand feet the first thing I'm going to do if I know I can't get out of New York yeah. first thing I'm going to do is climb to the top of the tallest building you know yeah if you can't get and underground so I appreciated that little yeah no like, and did you notice the it's going through one of the parks and there's a guy sat on a fountain reading newspaper. the newspaper yep yeah. Uh, and it's just resigned. He's just like, well, I may as well read the comic strip. I may as well go out like happy. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah. Do you know what? I don't. I, w- I wish we'd sat in it more. I wish we'd seen as much as you don't want to see people dying. 
Of course, I yeah. wish we'd sat in that spectacle a little bit more, so it really hit home how devastating it is. There's a there's a wonderful shot which I I don't know if it was inspired or anything, but it's in Zack Snyder's Watchmen, where there is big event happens, and there's just two strangers who have never met hug. Yeah, and I just think that's, that's more powerful than I, the. Um, thingy Taylor only hugging her dad at the end. Yeah, it's more powerful like, than that. Exactly. So, okay. Sorry. Other things that we like. Oh shit! Sorry, we did so, it again. Yeah. Mother front door. So, right. Well, Morgan Freeman, very very good in this yeah, film. He's great. He's really good. Uh, he is God. Laura Inns, I thought very very good in this film. Yeah. I I am biased because obviously I like her from ER. Um, who else? Robert Duvall's very good in this. Um, nope. That's it. Kind of it, because even I'll 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 give you this for 1998. The graphics were ah, they were great. They've they've not aged very well, but they're oh, do you know what? The I ship. really like the design of the spaceship. Yeah, yeah. Totally agree. We're Star Trek nerds. Um, I yeah, really 100%. really like that it's the nose of the Enterprise style shuttle. Um, that actually exists. Yeah. It's that nose with a ton of Borg stuff attached to it, like Voyager. Yeah, like it's just a ton yeah. of mismatch things put on there to make it go. Um, really, really like that. Um, I, I think perf. I think that yeah, that that shuttle was designed really well because that's. I think I said this at the time. I wasn't crazy about the independence and the freedom in Armageddon because it looked like you went down to the pound shop and you got that <laughs> rocket. Yes. everyone knows that rocket with the wheels that on it. That you, you know, it exactly. never has wheels. <laughs> yeah, especially that's the one that everyone ones. buys in the pound shop. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, totally get it. Um, <sighs> but oh, man. Um, sorry, wanted to. Oh, like this and bit. I, I have to. Right, I, I will fall on this sword just for the record, everybody. Ian is also feel, agrees with me here. Wait. I don't want to speak ill of people who have passed away, but James Horner's score for this is so bland. It's it's the one time I've well, not the one time, but it's one of the few times I've really noticed the score, mainly because I realised there wasn't one. Because <laughs> I remember how it's... pumped the Armageddon score made me. And the Independence was, Day score is pretty is not oh as God, good, I, but I like it. <gasps> sorry, sorry, Ian. I, sorry, I'm not, David Arnold's score for Independence yeah, Day yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a score person, but in this film, we'll see it what was we can do to change that. Do it. Oh yeah, spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's just not done it for me. It's it's so absent. It's yeah. not there. I'm look. Anyone, if you're familiar with James Horner's work, actually, I'll tell you this. If you're familiar with James Horner's work, but you haven't seen Deep Impact, I can tell you, you've heard the score for Deep Impact. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, the man was infamous for it, of reusing themes from other yeah. films. But like, I think you, like the main, I suppose I'll call it the love theme, the family theme. It's played on piano. You've heard it. It's in The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, yeah. it's, it's in Forrest Gump. Um, and it's very, very nice the first time you hear it yeah exactly makes you appreciate Hans Zimmer a lot more who comes up with just friggin a new thing every time like he does and I'll say like I won't waste too much time on this I will say yeah Hans reuses but I think he develops better than Uh, say probably uh, John Williams is probably a better example then of being true he must Uh, be protected at all costs yeah exactly being truly truly original yes um yeah, is, I think that's it any, for the film, isn't it? Is there think, any? Yeah, is there anything left? Like, um, it's just, uh, ugh, it's dull for a disaster film. It is just dull, yeah. and I, I think I'd struggle to cut an hour and a half movie out of it because 
I say not take out. Action. No, I say take out the reporter, but I mean Elijah's storyline isn't great. It's not super. Seeing just putting him on a bike isn't exciting. No, and then like I, if everyone could just run up a hill to escape, why didn't everyone just run up a hill to escape? Wasn't it thoughtful of the the wave to stop, knowing that the extinction level event asteroid was now no longer a problem? It kind of ended with that. I was like, that was coming pretty fast. I'm pretty sure nobody on that freeway was going to escape it. I, I d- yeah, doesn't doesn't don't get it, don't get it, don't get it. So deep impact. Um, <sighs> it's a big no. It's a bit. It's a big no from us. Um, sorry if you love this film, and that's. Tell us why we're wrong. Yeah, please, please, by all means do. Um, Love love having the conversation. Um, So, what is up next? What should people be looking for now? Um, The people have spoken. This is actually your guys' choice. It's Men in Black. That's going to be what we finish the 90s blockbusters with. Um, Very, very different theme. But this is, I think if you put all of these movies out in front of me, this is the one I would say was my favourite, based on memory alone. Cool. I'm actually... Sids, because even in the last week you were saying I'm warming around. I'm actually now, well, obviously after Deep Impact, but I'm also really looking forward to watching this again because of Will Smith in Independence Day. It reminds yes. me just how good he is. He's great. Oh, I love it. Will Smith in his in the late nineties was just man. He's still good now, but his charisma back then is yeah unreal. So so good. Um, yeah, I think that's it. All right. Um, cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, find us on twitter by now you know it's at english irish gtm and bye bye <laughs> thank you bye 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 thanks for listening to an englishman and an irishman go to the movies i at least would love to hear your thoughts on the episode sean couldn't care enough to record this with me you can find us on twitter and facebook at english irish gtm email us at an englishman and an irishman at gmail.com And check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter, at galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean, at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much.